0: I love getting to know new people. I love finding out what makes them tick, what's their backstory, what's their scandals, what's interesting about people. You know, all people are interesting, but especially if they make amazing music, that's when they land on my table for the music show. So Pascal Yav is our victim for the day for us to get to know. Hello, Pascal. How are you doing?
1: (laughs) Hi, Janine. I'm your victim for today. I don't know how I feel about that, (laughs) but I'm doing fabulous today. Thank you so much for having me on your show today.
0: Okay, well, let's introduce you. Now, what happens is I've never met you before, and I represent everyone out there. So, if they had to find you at home, barefoot, with no one to impress, and you could just be yourself, introduce that, Pascal, to us.
1: I want to start with I'm a lover of all people. That's one thing. Um, but if I could go a little bit deeper, Pascal is a Congolese-born singer, songwriter, blogger, uh, currently living in South Africa, raised in South Africa. Um, I am also a lifelong learner, I'd like to call myself that, because I'm currently pursuing my master's degree in Development Studies. I am also a worship leader under the leadership of my amazing pastors, Pastor Johan and Debbie. And I've been a part of my worship team since 2011. So it's quite a while. And since you're meeting me at home where I don't need to impress anybody, I'm one of five siblings. And I have the privilege of having two amazing parents who have stewarded my gift and continue to encourage me to this point. So that's Pascal Yav in a nutshell.
0: Five siblings. Where do you fit in? More to the older or more to the younger?
1: I'm a second born. So thankfully, I don't have the pressure of being a first born. And I'm not, you know, attached to the connotation of being the lazy last born. So (laughs) right in the middle.
0: (laughs) And tell me, what's development studies? What's it that you study?
1: So development studies is basically... Uh, looking at aspects of social, economic, political development in a whole and seeing what strategies can improve and also retrospectively looking at what has contributed to underdevelopment in the past.
0: Why do you want to study something like that? What's the plan?
1: Well, originally I started out studying psychology because I really thought I was going to become a psychologist. (laughs) Um, That didn't happen and for the right reasons, obviously. And because I had second majored in development studies in undergrad, I thought, let me do that. Um, The long-term plan is to definitely work more with communities and bringing in interventions that will help communities thrive. Because I understand psychology is very much one-on-one with the therapeutic uh, environment where, you know, you, you counsel the patient and that kind of thing. but. I really was interested after I worked in the NGO sector to delve a bit deeper into what makes communities thrive, what makes society do better. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a strategist at heart, honestly speaking, um, and I enjoy seeing people do better because of an intervention or something that, you know, they're given. So that's, that's the plan with the development studies. I am currently a consultant um, in the area of public health, currently on sexuality, young people's comprehensive sexuality education to be particular. And I love that. I love interventions that make people do better.
0: Hmm. Is the plan to do it here in South Africa or do you ever plan on going back to Congo?
1: I always think start where you are. So the plan is right here, right now. I don't know what the future holds in terms of going back to my home country. But South Africa has been my home for a really, really long time. And if I can say so myself, on many days, I feel more South African than I do Congolese. And I, <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but um, currently where I am is where I think um, it needs to begin.
0: Well, I'm curious about the Congo. Now, obviously, then, if you spend most of your time here, how much do you know about your home country and what's going on there and and, you know?
1: Well, there is a lot of um, political instability, if I can put it in very simple terms. Political instability is something that constantly gets the country in riots, in division. Uh, People can't seem to agree because the political system filters through to the, the social level, the community level and families as well. So that's, that's the bad of it because there is also still beauty in it. The fact that we have three, four hundred different languages and that's something worth celebrating what? in terms of culture. Um, the fact that our people are super resilient because they've been through the most and, you know, war, civil wars is something that's, it's, it's a recurrent event, but people still, get back up every morning and fight to provide for their families um, despite the obstacles that face them. So, yeah, our people are resilient. Our country is unstable, but our people are very strong people, mm.
0: Wow, well, you sound mm. proud of them. I have to be. It's my duty to wave my flag while I'm here. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I also like the fact that you don't do life on your own, that you feel that you have to share life when you say that you're a blogger. And even with the music, the thing is that whatever you read, whatever you're fascinated with, to share it with people, what do you blog about?
1: So, I blog a lot about emotional uh, decision-making, emotions and decision-making. My blog is called Wise About Feels, and definitely that draws on my psychology background, because I love seeing people go from where they are to better. That is my ultimate thing. Even with development studies, I want to see communities from where they are to better. So, Wise About Feels is really that platform where I share about emotions, the way that they affect our decision making process and the way that emotions ultimately can dictate where we go from here to there um, in a good way and a bad way. Because I think especially in Africa, though my blog obviously is a, a very like wide platform that it can be read by anybody in the world. But especially in Africa, there isn't enough emphasis on the fact that we have emotions and emotions will affect the way that we work, the way we interact with other people, the way that we make decisions in our personal, professional and other uh, spheres of life. So obviously I add a touch of entertainment to it. I also like to draw on my own personal experience. Like recently, about a few weeks ago, I did uh, a blog about my experiences coming to South Africa Um, as a a young 10-year-old girl, the the culture shock, the language barriers, the fact that you guys have Valentine's Day. We don't have Valentine's Day in (laughs) the Congo. (laughs) So that was such a shock. I'm like, why do these 10-year-olds have husbands and wives? I don't understand. (laughs) So I blog about experiences like that, that can be super relatable because You might not have come from the Congo, but maybe your family does things differently and you come into an environment where your friend also comes from a family where they do things differently. And that is a culture shock on its own. So that's what I blog about. um, Decision making, how to be a better you, how to plan for the year ahead if it's the beginning of the year, how to not get rid of your memories, even if it's painful, rather deal with it and Rather evaluate the growth that you've, you've come from based on the negative experiences that you're trying so desperately to discard. Mm. So that's, in a nutshell, what it's about.
0: I'm just thinking psychology is one of those areas where human wisdom can be something that can be detrimental versus godly wisdom and that they sometimes stand opposed to one another, um, especially when you study and there's Freud and there's, you know, all of these philosophies that is literally 100% the opposite of what we believe to be true. Um, how, mm. do you, how do you uh, – or do you have the opportunity to use godly wisdom um, instead mm. of human wisdom when it comes to these things?
1: Mm. I'd like to put out a disclaimer first of all that um the psychological approaches definitely have something to offer, mm. and even personally, I doubted how um the the validity and truth of psychology in comparison to my Christian knowledge because Freud does say a lot that does not um agree with Christian faith, so you're right in saying that, um, but I think just like politics as well. Politics has certain systems in place that may be positive. They may not be exactly biblical, but will the community thrive as a result of it? If the answer is yes, then it has its place in society. Mm. Um, So with psychology, there are certain methods. Yes, they don't benefit a Christian, but choose what will benefit a Christian. The acknowledgement that emotions are real is all over the book of songs with uh, king david speaking that's that's one thing it's valid um i god think is as a emotional Christian, god is emotional when he created us he looked at us and he said this is good and i never saw him punish adam because when god provided eve he said wow bone of my bone and flesh of my bone i didn't see him punish uh, Adam for a, a moment of emotion. So God wants us to have emotion but steward it correctly and as Christians steward it according to his word as well. So I think, um, and I mentioned this to a friend yesterday, as a Christian, um, sometimes will be the only Bible that some people will experience. So I think even on an, on an emotional level, it is our duty to look after ourselves, to steward our emotional lives and when we do that, we become a good example to Christians who need that role model as well. So in terms of platforms to exercise both my psychological knowledge and have it agree with my Christian walk, I think it's a balance. Everything is balanced and also Picking what works
0: and what doesn't. Test all things and keep that, which is good. Okay, I do wonder, when you go and you study and you're there at university and you're bombarded with all these kinds of different philosophies and all these people who basically believe that truth is relative to yourself and to where it (laughs) comes from, you better know what you believe when you stand there. Was your faith in Jesus Christ, was it challenged in this? And where did you end up?
1: My faith has always been quite steady, Janine, and I'm very grateful to say that because I've always said, as long as I have breath, I will worship God because I have nowhere else to go. That's one. But there was a moment when I was at varsity and all these theories of hypnosis, um, um, and all that stuff that, that's involved in like psychological environments in trying to, um, give patients relief from whatever they're struggling from. That really tested me. If anything, it drove me the opposite direction of psychology where I said, no, Pascal, I think maybe let's sit down and reconsider our career options, because I did not agree with some of the psychological principles. And I didn't want to be placed in a position where I'd have to, on a professional level, do things that don't agree with my faith. Granted, you have options and you have choice as well. There are many of my friends that went on to become psychologists and don't have to practice, for example, psychoanalysis, which I feel goes against the word of God. Um, but I think for me, my faith being challenged in that department where literally it's like, God, but I feel I'm supposed to be here and study psychology, but there's things that disagree with with what your word says. Mm. Um, that for me led me to a place of decision-making where I had to change career paths.
0: Sure.
1: And I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I think psychology has a wealth of knowledge to offer anybody. So whatever psychological knowledge you can get your hands on, please educate yourself. But also definitely, like you said earlier on, test. Test everything that you're, you're reading. So that would be my moment of faith, uh, faith challenge where I had to change career paths.
0: And I do have respect for that, by the way, that you would actually change your direction because you can't reconcile the two. That that shows a depth of character and backbone, quite frankly, um, because we're used to uh, compromising. So just not to make waves and just to get this thing done and sort of pass by doing it mm-hmm. your way. But to actually change your career going forward, thats that's that's amazing. But let's get to your music. You haven't been into music for a long time, have you?
1: Correct. I'm actually quite a newbie.
0: (laughs) So how did it happen?
1: So um, my music didn't start with Settle Down My Soul. Settle Down My Soul is just the first gospel release that I've been privileged to um, let the world in on. But um, my journey with professional music actually started in 2018 with a producer called uh, DJ Nini Malux. Obviously, he's into the house uh, scene. Uh, in terms of his music, and we met at church. Actually, um, his wife Sonia came to me and said, um, "My husband wants you to feature in in his upcoming album." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> me? <laughs> what?" <laughs> Why me? Uh, and she's like, oh, he wants you to write music. I'm like, I have never written a single thing in my life. The only thing I'm good at is writing tests and exams. Is this a test or exam? <laughs> so kind of long story short, we went into studio. It was uh, late 2018, I think November-ish. And I came there with my notebook. I'm a curious learner. So I thought I'm coming in to learn how to do the songwriting thing. And they're like, so what are you hearing? What are you going to write? I'm like, I don't know. I don't plan to write anything. I, I'm just here to learn. And they had a completely different plan. And honestly, that journey was one of just guidance where they're like, OK, no pressure, learn at your pace. We will help you through it. And of long story short, his album was released on vinyl this January in, 2020, in 2021. And it's called Genuflection. And the messages on there are so amazing. And I thank God for that opportunity because though it's it wasn't a gospel album, the messages that I had a privilege to be a part of writing are around hope, a sense of, of peace, a sense of thriving even in the midst of change because that vinyl album was released right in the, the middle of the pandemic. We were still on – I think lockdown, yeah, of some level in South Africa, that is. And I, I was just so privileged to be part of an album writing process where the messages will encourage people and instill a sense of hope again to a nation that so needs it. Um, so earlier this year, I was sitting down, settled down my soul, into Settle Down My Soul, finally – Um, I was sitting down and I was in a space where I was really trusting God for a breakthrough because I needed employment. And I just felt like that wasn't happening because I'd been unemployed for about a year um, earlier this year. And I was saying, Lord, I really do feel you're not hearing me. I'm your child. I'm your daughter. I'm obedient to you. But um, I've been trusting you for this breakthrough and it just doesn't seem to be happening And I was busy with my research at the time, and I really just felt the Lord drop on my soul the lyrics of Settle Down My Soul on the chorus that says, Settle down, my soul. Oh, hear the voice that whispers. Silence, anxious thoughts. Be still and know he is moving. Through the waves and the wind, I still believe that peace is here with me. You don't have to understand how he works at all for good. And that is the heart of Settle Down My Soul. I would like for somebody who listens to this song to really cling on this anchor that says, you're going through the most. There are definitely storms happening around you, but I'm still here. I'm still in control. And you don't have to understand how I'm going to take your ashes into beauty. And the song itself in terms of scripture really reminded me of what the disciples went through when they were stuck in a boat and Jesus was sleeping and there was a massive storm that took on and they're like, Jesus is sleeping (laughs) while we're going under. We're dying out here and they're, they're losing hope and they're crying out to, to their master. And they're like, Jesus, come on, see that we're going under. And the Lord wakes up and, With three words, he says, silence, be still. And in Mark chapter four, verse 39, it says, suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And I think that is so powerful because it speaks about the authority that Jesus Christ has given us to exercise over the wind and the storms that we face in our lives. Sometimes we will have thoughts we don't want to entertain come into our heads. I was desperate and I was frustrated that I still have no employment though honestly I'd say I'm educated but this could be the story of anybody with the current pandemic we're going through um, where you feel like your prayers are not being answered or really just that sense of frustration but God has given us his spirit and his authority to command the storms that are happening internally to silence and be still and Again, just quoting that scripture in Psalms 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. And that at the end of the day, God causes everything to work together for good, as Romans chapter 8, 28 says. So that's the heart of settled Down My Soul. So I wrote that and put it up on my status somewhere. And uh, a pastor friend of mine said to me, Look, Pascal, if you're serious about this, we can help you produce it. Again, I had a what? This song (laughs) moment. Uh, Shout out to uh, Pastor Ebenezer Kiluba. He is such a godsend. And he put me in touch with his church's producer. Shout out to Pastor Emmanuel Kongolo, who really helped me to flesh out the song. He's an incredible producer. And when, when I presented this song to him, he just honestly caught the heart of it. He caught the spirit of it. And we talked for a little bit um, in a Zoom meeting while we were trying to figure out what should the song sound like. And honestly, I've never been in sync with somebody that way. So Pastor Emmanuel, I honor you and I truly pray that God blesses you a hundredfold for, um, bringing an idea like this to life. So that's, that settled down my soul.